For me, it took took a long time. I woke up and I'm like, I can't do it. I got to get out of this. And the thing was, the hardest part was getting back into society. So, because I was so used to that lifestyle that I didn't see any hope. And I went through a treatment program, Salvation Army, Southern California, and went from there to sober living and just kept working my way up. to hear stories from linemen, aspiring linemen, and others who work in the industry. Now here are your hosts, David Powell and PJ Nardi. Welcome to the Lineman Country Podcast. I'm PJ Nardi. I'm David Powell. And we are back with another episode. Excited about this one. We don't often get an opportunity to um, interact a lot with the students during the class, unless they're intentional and make it a point to, um, you know, be in places that, that you and I are, David. So, um gotten a chance to get to know our guest today um just from him you know being around in the store and so forth and and um yeah i'm excited yeah johnny thanks for being here um want to start off really just kind of getting uh let the audience know a little bit about your like who, who is johnny where are you from you know um go as deep as you want or just as brief as you want but just uh just tell the audience who you are my name's Johnny Newell. I'm originally from Southern California. I moved to Wyoming about six months ago. And where in Southern California and where in Wyoming? Redlands, California. Okay. Uh, Cody, Wyoming is where I'm at now. Cody, Wyoming. And they said Florida had mosquitoes. Nothing like Wyoming mosquitoes, huh? No. Only in the summer. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so what do you like better, uh, Wyoming or Southern California? Wyoming. <laughs> What is it about Wyoming? I mean, I, I have my own reasons, but... I mean, there's a lot of nature and not as many people. Yes. All right. So. I, I, I can appreciate that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you live in, in Riverside for? Riverside, that's just where I was born. Okay. So not too long. I was uh, San Bernardino County. Okay. So I grew up in Redlands, Yucaipa. Yeah. it's We don't... You know, we tend to not get a lot of students from California... Um, I don't know if it's, you know, what it is. Maybe, maybe we just need a bigger presence out there. We'll have to talk to our social media team and make sure that they, they put the press on out in, in California. But um, beautiful state and um, no shortage of, uh, of need for alignment out there either, huh? Yeah. No, there isn't. So from a standpoint of like where are you looking, do you have a, a place where you're wanting to go to work specifically? You want to go back to Wyoming or do you pretty much open to – whatever the best opportunity is. Well, I mean, for now, Wyoming, Rocky Mountain Power, that's what I want to get into. And uh, do they know you're here? Have you reached out to them? And Yes. Okay, that's so great. I, I signed the books uh, a few weeks ago. Okay. So Outstanding. So you have been in the trades, though, yes. prior to coming out here, going to Lyman School. What's What got you into that? Uh, well, I like trades. I did HVAC for 13 years, and... It was just the monotony was killing me. Yeah. So when I got into electrical, I fell in love with it. And 
this is just taking it to the next level. So the electrician side, is that correct? Like the wiring, yes. uh, smaller wiring and so forth? Yes. So what was it? So you're doing, you're working as an electrician and then what happened to say, I want to be a lineman? What's that story? I've always wanted to be a lineman. That's what I wanted to start out at. But my past, I had a couple DUIs, which made it where I could not get a CDL. So last April when they released it, I signed up here. So you said you always want to be a lineman. What was it that drew you to that? Like, did you just knew the new guys in the profession or what was it that specifically about the, the lineman trade that you, that drew you to it or, or introduced you to it? Well, most people it's about the money, but for me it was the, the excitement. The excitement and, tells you yeah. what, yeah. what, what makes it exciting. I mean, it's it's an adrenaline rush for sure. Yeah. So are you an adrenaline junkie, <laughs> so to speak? Yes. Are you? For the most part. Okay. I mean, what's what's the uh, what are some of the things? I mean, you jump out of airplanes. Yes. Okay. Surfing, dirt biking, snowboarding. Okay. Anything for that rush? Yeah. Yeah. So have you thought about? Are you going overhead distribution? You want to go transmission? What's what? What has the most adrenaline? <laughs> In it for you and what's the most sustainable uh sitting in the helicopter yeah bucket that okay that looks exciting yeah yeah i would probably think that's some of the highest adrenaline is is uh working out of the bucket working on a helicopter platform yeah, yeah. yeah. well it was interesting we were talking to some of the, the the helicopter companies that we've either worked with trained in in some capacity or another and the most intriguing ones were the guys up at PG&E, the Northern California yeah. guys that are suspended by a, yes. a line at the bottom of the helicopter. So you're just flying along, dangling at the bottom with all your faith in the pilot up there. Well, yeah. I guess no matter what you're doing out of a helicopter, you're, all your faith's in the pilot. That's actually the the company I wanted to work for. Okay. I mean, I'll work my way up into it if that's what God wants me to do. But honestly, yeah. it's it's all pretty exciting. Climbing the poles are great. It is. So PJ mentioned you're from California. That does not fit typically our demographic. Yeah. You're also a little older yep. than our uh, normal demographic student. Um, so, you know, that's a, that's another thing that, you know, that with that age, though, comes a lot of maturity. Um, so I, I, I'm just interested, like, what are, what are some of the things maybe that that since you've been here from a maturity standpoint that have helped you through the, through the program, what are some of the things maybe that you've experienced that because of your age helped you do as well as you've done? Or even, even pardon me for interrupting, but even your story, you want to unpack that a little bit and kind of how those experiences and how you're, um, you know, and then the age and how that's contributed to, you know, uh, I guess how you interpret everything here at school and, and the challenges. I think the, a big challenge for me was uh, drugs and alcohol. And I mean, I got so far into that that the last three years of it, I spent living out of a box, a tent, under a bush. It was just, uh, it was bizarre. And, you know, to get out of that, it took a lot of dedication and a lot of heart. I, I can't imagine. I mean, literally you tend to wonder when you see, you know, individuals that are, you pass by that are either, in, you know, in a, a rough spot, you know, what got them there? And then what are the odds of them getting out of it? 
um, you know, it seems like there's there's opportunity for help out there, but you've got to want to, you've got to want, yeah. right? I mean, I'm assuming. Yes. For me, it took took a long time. It took the last overdose. I was just, I woke up and I'm like, I can't do it. I got to get out of this. And the thing was, the hardest part was getting back into society. Okay. So, Because I was so used to that lifestyle that I didn't see any hope. And I went through a treatment program, Salvation Army, Southern California, and went from there to sober living and just kept working my way up. And, you know, I'm not I'm not a quitter. So with this, like, I don't hang out with people when I leave here. I'm here. I'm here to get a job done. I want to succeed. I'm going to put everything I have into it, just like I did in that old life. I put everything I had in defeating that lifestyle. And now, I mean, I want to better myself every day. So it pushes me to just go a little bit more than I did yesterday. So, I mean, that's we talk about challenges all the time. You can't look at the challenges and overall challenge to overcome. You've got to look at, you know, getting through whatever that next evolution would be, whatever that next hurdle is going to be. If you look at the whole thing, you get so uh, either, you know, discouraged or you you just kind of lose hope. Um, So you learn that through step by step process personally and coming overcoming um, I guess your addictions, right? Yes. Well, big, big thing in AA, Okay. the steps. And we live one day at a time. So mm. it's like I can't, I mean, it's good to have goals for the future, but I can't focus on that. I got to focus on what's right in front of me. I've got to get through that before I can do what's next to get to that goal that I want. So Has that been something uh, that you've applied here? Has there been challenges here that have had you kind of made, maybe just look at, all right, I got to get through today. Like the first five weeks we hear is like, you know, it's it's so rough. It's using bo- using muscles we don't use all the time and yes. so forth. I think the biggest hurdle for me to get through was missing my fiance. So it's like going from being with somebody all the time to being alone. So that was like the the hardest thing. It still is. Sure. So where's your where is your family right now? Well, my fiance's in Cody, Wyoming. Okay. I have uh, my dad's on his way down here right now from Ohio. Uh, younger brothers in Montgomery, Alabama. Okay, and you got kids. My kids are twenty four and twenty one. So they're grown. Yeah, grown men. Yeah, one's a one's a lineman too, right? Yes. How he's twenty four year old? Correct. And where is he working out of? Where he's not. He didn't get a CDL. Did the the school that he went through? They didn't offer that. Is he, he's in California. Yes. Is, does he want to stay out there and work? He most likely does. So he's trying to get on with uh, Southern California Edison. Okay. That's his dream job. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah, we'll talk more about that. We have some friends over at SoCal Edison that, that actually worked with us um, and worked for us for a while on some um, training in- initiatives we did overseas. Um, so. so what's been, Johnny, what's been the biggest challenge? being here like specifically has it been the book work has it been the physical element like what what surprised you i think the book work was uh because i'm i'm 48 so it's been a long time since i've been in school so my nights are in the book Hmm. like i'm focusing more on studying because i i want to pass yeah so that's taking the most work yeah so from a physical standpoint which was kind of kind of surprises me because being 48 coming here and and it's a very boot camp kind of style there's a lot of climbing 
Yes. Did you uh, did you kind of struggle at the beginning? I mean, physically, do you, did you feel real good, or was it a little bit of a struggle because of your age? Uh, before I came here, I was running six miles a day. Okay. Just because I knew I had to get my there you go endurance yeah. up. Yeah. So, so I was prepared. There you go. Yeah, preparation. It, it still hurt, but it was a, a good hurt. Yeah, that's awesome. So, how would you recommend somebody who's coming to one of the upcoming classes prepare for, uh, you know, the physical? Um, aspects of what they're going to get into uh, quit drinking quit smoking stay active definitely run get your cardio up and you know you're going to hurt anyway but at least you'll be able to take it to the next level and not worry about the pain do you have like a normal workout routine is that something that you like to do or did you get enough work on the poles climbing and all that kind of stuff like before you came here was there any kind of a, a daily or weekly routine that you did typically just running okay. hiking okay i'm not much of a, a bodybuilder like i got a lot of work out of bending conduit so i mean for any kind of workout like that conduit feeders speeders are can be hard to bend yeah so thanks. i don't like running <laughs> <laughs> i try to avoid it at all costs <laughs> yeah, i know it helps me grow so i've forced myself to sign up for different events and do different things. And that seems to be the thing that helps me kind of stay focused. You talked about that. You talked about kind of not thinking too far ahead and focusing on the day. I think that's a, it's a great practice in building success in anything is just con consistently doing the small things daily over time. Um, it's like brick by brick. Uh, it's also something that PG and I've had that, privileged to learn from <clears throat> some friends of ours that are seals or former seals and you, know, you hear a lot about that one evolution at a time one evolution at a time you know guys get through going through hell week they can't think about hell week they have to think about what is this evolution what am i doing right now if it's a practice that seals are using it's probably a good practice for anyone to use uh, especially someone like yourself that you know going through aa and things like that like just accomplish this next day. And there's a lot of great ways to look at that too, even from a standpoint, you know, of, um, I know you're a man of faith in our, in our own spiritual walk is like, uh, just know that every day is, is a new day. You know, it's a new beginning. It's an opportunity. And so, um, there's just a lot of freedom in, in thinking and having that mindset. Yes. So with many years of anticipation of being a lineman, you've known for a long time, you you show up at SLTC. You've been here for nine, ten weeks now. Um, any surprises? Anything that you didn't expect or didn't um, foresee? The ability to actually be able to make friends with people, talk with people. Because normally I don't. I'm like really closed off when it comes to new people. Okay. So it's hard for me to get to know people. Yeah, fair enough. And and you're kind of it's like a forced cohabitation isn't it because there's 20 of you constantly together around your who's your instructor by the way? jared kish jared awesome kish has been with us for a while and um all of our instructors are great instructors but yeah jared's been been here for a good yeah good amount of time yeah now. good solid guy too yeah. so you from a living standpoint you know we are you staying with other students or no have, okay you have your own place i made sure i had my own. <laughs> You know, you and I are a lot alike. <laughs> um, you talk about not wanting to be around a lot of people, not 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 easily getting to know new people, uh, kind of introverted in a way. I mean, uh, it's, that all fits the bill. Uh, I would do the same thing. I would 
certainly like to have my own space. I, I, I kind of, I get recharged really with a lot of uh, separation and getting, you know, getting alone. Um, people drain me. Yeah. So, I mean, they can energize me too, but it, it's more draining to be around people than, than been being with them. So I don't understand how people can just, they just want a crowd. You know, I kind of run away from the crowd. Yeah. So, so Jared's been here for a while. He worked in his tools for quite some time before he became an instructor. Um, he's got a lot of experience. What, what's the best piece of, piece of advice that he's given you? Do the right thing. No shortcuts, huh? No shortcuts. You know, everything that he's gone over with us and taught us has been preparing us for the next step, even if it was a week, a week away. Yeah. Like, I remember, oh, he said this, so. I mean, he's just calm guy, real easy to work with, and, you know, he made a, a unit out of our PC, which has been amazing. Yeah, we, you know, we see that a lot. We have a lot of great linemen that, that come to the school that, um, may want to be an instructor and a lot of times it's a, it's a bigger switch than they even anticipate because being a great lineman doesn't translate to being a great instructor now they're usually teaching apprentices out on the um, you know out on crews and so forth but to have the patience with somebody new 20 new people you know every 15 weeks and be able to um, you know encourage them and and lead them is I mean, it's a gift you know and it's something that they, they all have to work on just like we all do you know any of these any of those those types of skills but um do you do you see the the group as a whole uh, improving do you see um is it if you guys kind of led each other by each other's successes and picked each other up by um encouragement and so forth have you absolutely see that happening good i mean it's, it's a big thing encouragement if you see somebody that needs help i'll go up and talk with them help them get up there because i know somebody would do that for me yeah, it's it's a it is it's a brotherhood out there, and it's hard to explain that if you hadn't been a part of it, and um, especially if you're not used to kind of opening up and having you know that reliance on a, a bunch of other people, it can be you know it's, it's overcoming a lot coming out of your shell and then trusting other people and then being encouraged by them, and it's like oh this is all new. Hold on a second. Yeah. So Johnny, you'd mentioned about uh, you know talk about a little bit of CDL. Where are you right now in your CDL? I've got that. You got it. Did yeah. you get? Did you have it before you came? No. Oh, so you, okay. So you put in the work. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that is, I think, a challenging for a lot of our students. They don't understand when they get here. They realize, and we try to make it very clear, we're not a CDL school. A lot of this work has to be done on your own, and so it's a lot of preparation outside of the normal training schedule to get prepared for the CDL, and so. Unfortunately, a lot of times class graduates and, and there are guys still left here trying to get their CDL. So the fact that you've got it, it's done, that's a huge, huge step. Yeah, I made sure I was, uh, I didn't read over any pre-trip until the week of my training because I didn't want to interfere with schoolwork. So I had training on Monday and Tuesday, took my test on Friday and got my CDL. I mean, I still know that truck just because I went over it so much I wrote it down by memory and just kept pounding it in how much time you think you spent after how much time after normal training did you spend down there none none <laughs> here I am trying to help guys prepare 
Yeah, tell us your preparation yeah. secrets. My, tell them. My preparation was walking it, and then I'd go to my room at night, and I'd read the pamphlet that they hand out. And I just kept reading it, reading it, reading it. And then I put it to the side, and I wrote it down by memory to make sure I had it. And it's still stuck in my head just from doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the materials there, right? Yes. For you. If you, you just got to crack the book and, yes. and get to it. Um, <clears throat> how about any of the other classes? Any of them been a challenge for you or been um, more of an enjoyment for you than others? Well, I already have some electrical experience, a different side. So mm -hmm. it's like a lot of it is the, the same. So I think my lowest score is a 96 or 94. So I mean, it, I'm not worried about my, yeah. my grades. I stay in the book because I know I need to know things that I don't know. There's a lot of new stuff, but. What class do you enjoy the most or have you enjoyed the most so far? Well, grounding is most important. Yeah. So it's good to, to know that one. But you'd mentioned, I think, to me that you like Transformers. Transformers are fun because that's a side, like, I didn't know how we got a, a stinger leg off of a Transformer pot, and now I know. Okay. So it's like the things that I didn't know about it have been taught to me. As you've transitioned, you know, we start out, we're in the pole circles. You know, it, again, it's kind of like a boot camp style. You're doing singles, single arms, double arms, and then you transition out in the field. What has, I guess, what have you most enjoyed? Did you enjoy the pole circle more? Or do you enjoy now that we're out in the field kind of building lines? Like, Well, I mean, out of the physical side, the pole circle is what got me to where I'm at. But I do like building, staying busy. Makes the days go by, and it's actually fun to look up at something and say, I did that. Yeah. So, And what week are y'all in right now? Uh, 12. 12. So you got storm training coming up, right? Yeah. Yeah. The 13th, I believe. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the times that uh, the guys enjoy the most is uh is the storm night um on the we talked a little bit about like uh daily habits i'm curious as do you have any like daily habits that you that you do routinely i get up i pray i read my devotional and my bible and then i get here like 6 30 at the latest i mean i like my parking spot but yeah. <laughs> Also, I don't, there's a lot of people that come in, so I, it's a habit. It's always been a habit to get there early, and the lighting in my room isn't that great, so a lot of my studying I do in class prior to class starting. How important to you is your time in prayer and your time in Word? It's a, my life. I remember my overdose. Last time I did it, first time I prayed in years, and it's like just like that maybe a couple of hours before I was in handcuffs and my life hasn't been the same since. Hmm. What were you, what did you pray for specifically at that? I surrendered. Okay. Like I knew I couldn't do something on my own. So I just, I asked God for help because I was stuck in a bad way and there was no way out of it, but with my strength. Yeah. So I, I know a little bit more or David and I know, you know, your story. You didn't just come from a place. Uh, you you came from a place of faith, went to as dark of a place as you could ever get to, and then back to a place of faith. I mean, that's quite a huge journey. Can you share a little bit about that? I mean, I, I know it's, um, you know, to me it's just an intriguing story that you've, you know, you've seen the best and the worst of both, and not many people can speak from that, right? A lot of people have challenges that, that um, you know, we are 
we put our faith in in God and we were rescued from. But yours is one of the more extreme that I've ever heard of or ever experienced. And to to see how how that came full circle has just been amazing to me. Well, you know, I never not had faith in God. I chose to not follow God because I didn't believe in being lukewarm and saying that, hey, I'm a Christian, but I'm getting loaded. So it's like when I started, when my addiction really kicked off, I was, I've got to go completely opposite. So I did. I went down a path of witchcraft and, and darkness and, you know, it, it did consume me and it definitely was not helping me get out of what I was in. It yeah. was just getting darker and darker and darker. So you're, when you were young, uh, you know, your upbringing, was your upbringing in church? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, my dad was a pastor. So it was like, I always knew God was there, but I haven't mm -hmm. really experienced, like now I've experienced God in a way that a lot of people don't. So um, it's very easy to get caught up into the thinking, oh, you know, you get, you get enough of, you get basically some religion and you don't really have a relationship and that's a dangerous place to be, you know, because it, it can lead you down all different paths because you think, you know, I know Jesus, but you don't know Jesus, you know, of him, you know? And so, um, you know, I, I, this great this here in your, 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 your true experience and understanding, like when you met him and you surrendered and your life was radically changed and you saw that shift, you know, and you felt that shift, um, it's powerful. It's also remarkable um, because most of us believe and experience that power that comes right from um, from our relationship with him. But few of us ever realize the power on the other side. I mean, that there is, you know, there is a war going on, right? Um, it's a, you know, we we acknowledge it as a war for our souls, and to be dabbling in that or even you know um, in that realm. It's real, isn't it? Yes, it is. <clears throat> yeah, it's as real as, as our faith is. I mean, I don't think you can believe in heaven and the splendor that, you know, we believe it to be without believing that there's an equal and opposite to that. And and uh, I think if we acknowledge that more often, I think we'd be a little bit more vocal with our faith, too, to those that, you know, that want to hear This podcast is brought to you by Elevated Gear. Elevated Gear is the one-stop shop for all things Lyman Country and Southeast Lyman Training Center. From high-quality shirts and hats to name brand sunglasses, tools, and more, Elevated Gear has everything you need. Stop by our store in Trenton, Georgia, or shop online at elevatedgear.com. One of the things that... I think about the matrix. Do you know the movie, the yeah. matrix? <laughs> Who doesn't know the movie, the matrix, but being on that side of it and understanding and seeing and, and, and having a relationship with the Lord and being able to see the truth. And then you, you look onto society and you look on all the stuff that's going on. You know, you watch the news, which I don't do, but I skilled enough of the news to realize we're in a, we're in a mess. You know, I mean, so much going on and so many people are oblivious to the truth you know they can't see the truth and it's not we can get angry and frustrated and irritated but until we show them you know the truth and until they see jesus and until their heart changes 
doesn't matter. It's like yelling at this wall. Like they're never going to get it because it's impossible to get it. You know, they're, they're stuck. And so my anger can't be at them. My anger has to be the fact that, you know, okay, what am I doing personally to share Christ with the, with, with, with God's people, you know? And so I've just been, it's been a really just recently too, just, um, been convicted. I had a really good friend of mine, um, who just found Jesus and he was a really solid dude. When I talk about like, if you look at guys and, and, and everything kind of fit smart, successful, great family, you know, he checked all the boxes, you know, and, um, and so he, he's one of those guys, you respect him and, you know, he just, and out of the blue, I get a text and he's like, no, I knew of Jesus, but I didn't know Jesus. I'd even had conversations with him about Christ and Christianity, but I'd never just never pushed it. I had never really pushed the envelope to the point where I'm like, man, I, I don't know that you know Christ. And uh, I get this text out of the blue that, you know, that he's given his life over to the Lord. And um, my frustration, I was really frustrated. Not that he, I was not frustrated because he knows <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was frustrated because I wasn't, I didn't get to be a part of that. I didn't feel like a part of that. Maybe I planted, maybe there were some seeds that got planted along the way, but he did reach out to me. So he knew where I stood, but still, I just felt maybe I wasn't doing enough, you know? And, um, and here's a guy that I have a relationship with. And, um, I, I kind of wanted to be like, I wanted to be, I wanted to be like doing God's work for him, you know, like helping him, you know, I, I, I don't know if that's the right way to saying it, but an instrument, you know, and here it is. I, I know of something that's powerful that can, is life changing and life saving. And am I, am I sharing it? Um, with the people and why wouldn't I share with the people that I love, you know, the most than the people that I care about. Um, so I do, it's kind of went on a rant here, but just to be able to see, like, there's so many people that don't, that can't see clearly, you know, and you have such a powerful testimony. Um, and you've, you've, you know, you've experienced this, this transformation and, um, you know, it's, it's, you've impacted. So think about the impact that you've made just being at SLTC for the last 12 weeks. I mean, you've impacted a lot of our own lives and inspired us and challenged us. And I got to know you, well, you know, got to know you just hearing your story from, from Dan. I mean, Dan's like, Hey, have you met Johnny? <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't know. What are you talking about? He's like, well, there's Johnny, this guy, you know, he comes in, he talks to me and, and shares, you know, like, what you know what's going on in his life and all this kind of stuff and and you guys connected from a spiritual point you know spiritual standpoint and and um you know you're you're impacting lives you know you're you're uh you're doing god's work what got me in with danny was uh his dad passed away now i lost my mom so when i first heard it, i was like i've got to go talk to this guy because i know what that pain is like and that's what began our friendship was just going in, hey, I, I know how you're feeling, man. Hmm. Because that was, uh, it hit my heart, just knowing that he was probably suffering the same way I did when my mom died. Hmm. So it was like, uh, I became really good friends with Danny after that. I'm in there every day that I can. So you've you've overcome, I mean, you've you've been through the worst and you've, you've overcome and you're here today what what keeps you up at night any any fears any thoughts any anything that 
that stands in your way sometimes? No, you can ask Kia. She knows my fiance that when I get tired, that's it. So that's like nine o'clock, I'm <laughs> I'm out. We can't talk on the phone because I'm I'm about ready to fall asleep. So so nine o'clock is your your biggest hurdle. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm up at four o'clock. So yeah. It's like might as well do something. No, absolutely. Isn't it still light out at nine o'clock at night though in Wyoming in the summer? Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> like ten, ten thirty sometimes I think. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I I love the mornings too. It's a peaceful time and yeah. and you, you just get your own space, basically. I yeah I get that. Has the you know the temperatures we've had down here hasn't been really cold. We've had some hot days at the beginning of class. Has that affected you at all? Humidity? Not yet. No. Okay. I haven't seen the humidity part of it. I mean, it's been cold, but I'm still wearing just my t-shirt. Everybody else is all suited up in jackets, but that'll make me hot. While you're here, like by yourself, on the you know you have your own place, um, which is again smart for the weekends and stuff like that. Like when you do have some downtime, what are you finding yourself doing? I know you said you like to hike and run. Do you have you, have you explored Cloudland Canyon? Are you going into Chattanooga? Are you doing anything that the, I guess the surrounding area has to offer from an outdoor standpoint? My fiance came out. We went to uh, Ruby Falls, okay. the aquarium, went to Jasper, and went to some restaurant on the rock or something. Top of the rock. Top there, of the rock. Yeah. yeah, it was a nice place. I mean, it was raining outside, so we couldn't do any hiking or anything, but it was fun where we went. How, how do you like it down here? It's, I love it down here. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty spot. I mean, it's um, you've got all the outdoor enthusiast activities. You've got, you know, hunting, fishing, hiking, um, you know, whatever you're into. Most people do. They don't, they don't really, they think about coming to school, but not thinking about, you know, how much there is um, around the school to do. Yeah. It, it's, it's cool. Um, is Cody, Wyoming going to be your, your home? <laughs> well, long term. I was going to say for an adventure, um, adrenaline junkie i mean we have hang gliding here yeah i mean you know that you, you don't want to miss out on hang gliding like I, it's right I, here i have to wait, <laughs> have to wait. money wise i'm not making money i'm only spending it that's true so that's that is true we did sponsor we did send one of our uh our cdl instructors hang gliding one that's or, right uh, um parachuting we ones, might so we could create a GoFundMe <laughs> if you want to go <laughs> we might put a camera on you so yeah. we can video it that'd be great <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's yeah. We only we got to get on it. We only have a couple more weeks here. Yeah, I don't know if it's the season right now. Have you been up there and watched them jump? No. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's like when I lived in Utah. There was a they called it the point of the mountain. Same thing, hang gliding. Just right there, right by the fifteen freeway. Yeah, it's about a about a thirty yard run to a three thousand foot drop. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's that's. That would be exciting for, <laughs> for a minute. Then yeah. it would for you, down. not for me. <laughs> yeah. It's it is exciting to watch them go off though, and and when it's like a warmer day and the thermals are you know obvious, they can see the thermals rising and so forth. You'll see them, they'll be lined up going off one after the next, not just going off and going to the ground, but climbing. You know, it's they get way above lookout, and it's yeah, it it takes my breath away watching it. So <laughs> yeah. imagine that feeling. It's incredible. It's going off of it. Um, so 
I was meaning to ask you, I know that you're going back to Cody, Wyoming. Is that where you and your fiance want to end up settling down or? I believe we just want to stay there for now while her kids are in school. Okay. And then she wants to get away from the cold. Yeah. So she's been looking down here, Chattanooga, Savannah. Yeah. Like, I mean, ultimately, my goal is to come back here and teach. There you go. When the time is right. Absolutely. That sounds like a great plan. Yeah. We will. We'll, uh. You have a name of your PC already? (laughs) No. Haven't thought about it. Too far ahead. Good. That's good to plan for, though. I mean, I, I think it's uh, that's one of the greatest honors is you know to have a graduate come back and and instruct here because they know this the impact the school has made, the trade has made. Um, it's yeah, I, I love it. So um, we do love it because there's a true understanding of what you've experienced, you know, going through the school. Um, but there's also there's this connection too at SLTC, and you know this this brand loyalty, you know, you, it's given something to you and you're giving back and then you can pass that on to the next generation. Um, I love it when we have graduates that are, that apply for positions and want to come back and be instructors. So, or even when they come back and recruit for the companies they work for. Yeah. It's great to see that, you know, them move up through the companies and, and come back and see their former instructors or, or, or be recruiting students to go to work for them. Um, a lot of them, hear a lot of them coming back have you um have you thought about you know the kind of the path that you want to go do you want to go overhead distribution or do you want to go transmission or um, what do you want to do when you i really want to do it all i want to be able to do it all i know you said so hopefully a company that does it all so i can like union they'll put you in all they'll move you around so you do know it all yeah i know you said helicopter work but um you know that uh, from a daily basis I, mean, I guess that would be fun and exciting but it seems like most people will rotate out of that after a period of time and want to either go you know back into distribution or in transmission or yeah, transmission sounds like it's more fun right now because it looks like it's a lot higher and you're dealing with a lot more voltage than you are in distribution so but ultimately like i'd want to slow it down in distribution yeah any desire in climbing thousand foot towers that does sound fun yeah there's we got some companies that uh yeah. would love for guys to i would say if you're specifically looking in wyoming in that area cody wyoming area you know obviously you have your options open and uh but there should be there should be some opportunities yeah i'd imagine sure. from from renewables and and wind you know wind turbines and cell towers and but i mean you want to you want to stay in what you went to school for too yes yeah, that's that's key. Well, goodness, linemen linemen are changing. You know, they're they're doing fiber work even in transmission. They're doing fiber work even in distribution because it's a, you know, it's it's a changing world. Communication is everything. Yes. Um, well, power is everything. Then communication follows closely behind, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, Johnny. We certainly have had enjoyed having you on our podcast. Is there any final thoughts or any final words of encouragement? Or You know, if I could say something to anybody coming up, it's don't give up. Mm. Like even when you go up to 15 feet, it might seem a little scary, but just stay with it. It gets better. Have you seen that in um, in your PC or in some of the guys overcoming yes. heights? Yeah. One guy uh, specifically, when we were going to 15, he about stopped. 
And we all saw him, so all of us was like, no, get up there. And he was like that close to quitting. Mm. And he's out there climbing the 65, no problem. It was just that initial change from five to 15. That's great. Yeah, that's, yeah. When you look to your left and your right and you have that encouragement, you know, you you start to unlock some potential that you didn't know you had. Uh, And and not just people verbalizing it, but you being, you know, on the pole beside them on either side and and encouraging them up. That's, that's great. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, Johnny, is there um, any way that um, uh, some of our listeners are interested in finding out a little bit more from you or connecting with you that uh, they can find out about you? I don't know where that video is at. I shared it with Danny. Yeah, we we can put a link to the video, couldn't we, in the show notes? Okay. Any uh, social media? I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. What's your handle? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not on it a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Johnny Newell. That's that's who you're looking for. We'll get that information posted in the show notes. So I mean, I could look. But maybe you just post it because I have no idea. Well, Johnny Matthew Newell is Facebook and Instagram. I think is Johnny underscore Newell underscore 1975. Okay, we'll get our crack team on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny, it's been our pleasure. Thanks so much again. Right. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Lyman Country Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support us, please make sure to subscribe, share on social media, and leave a rating or review. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.